0: Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Unstoppable Leadership with our guest, Joe. He is actually a part of one of the reasons why we're doing this podcast. He is not only an entrepreneur, he is a serial entrepreneur. He's been doing this for 17 years. He has grown and sold several six, seven figure companies. And what he is actually going to be talking to us today about is the three steps to make more impact and more money with less time. And who does not want to hear about that? So, ladies and gentlemen, sit down, grab your pens, grab your pads because you really want to take some notes. If you're not taking notes, then you're not learning. So, Joe, welcome to Unstoppable Leadership. And I am looking forward to some of these nuggets that you have. So introduce yourself a little bit to our listeners, and then we'll really start diving deep.
1: All right. Hello, everyone. And thank you so much, Don, for having me on your show. I'm a big fan. You have done an amazing job with this podcast. So thank you so much. Thanks. So I'm Joe Lau, and my last name is quite quite easy to pronounce. Just remember how loud I talk. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That's my last name. Um, a lot of time when I go to conferences, I usually win the shortest name contact, right? <laughs> Joe La Sixter. That's it. So that's me. I am a father of two beautiful little girls, and I live in Miami with my family, my wife and my two girls. And I'm originally from Hong Kong. Hi. So if you don't understand the thing that I say, it's because I'm perfect on Chinglish. <laughs> All right. So that's the reason. So um, I, love, I love being an entrepreneur. To me, entrepreneur is really a lifestyle. It's about continued learning and forever problem solving. And I love the two <laughs> combined. So that's why I choose this life and I've been doing it for 17 years. And like Don was so, um, gave me such warm welcome. And I had the privilege for the past 17 years to start six companies and sold three of them for six, seven figures and it was very fortunate. So, um, and my biggest achievement that I feel like that I want to talk about is actually the hours I work. Um, A lot of people that know me know that I've been working about 25 hours a week for the past decade. And that's what I'm the most proud of because the time that I have able to, you know, not work is when I spend the time with my family and that's my why and also helping people. So thank you, Don, for having me.
0: I was just going to say the... Majority of us that are out there working, the main reason why we're working is we're working for money. But what a lot of people don't understand is you're actually giving away your time for just a little bit of money and to be able to grow into entrepreneurship. So I'm going to put a little sidebar in here when I say that everyone has their different things that they're really really good at and some of us are really good at being task oriented we're really good at being different things and working for different companies and that is all fine and good so we're not telling you that it's bad to work for a company But what we're telling you is the entrepreneurs, the people that are willing to take that leap of faith and look down that cliff and don't see the bottom and take that jump anyway, that we're looking and we're teaching you how to swap your money and your time and get your time back so that you can really start pouring your time into either family or passion projects. Am I right about that, Joe?
1: Oh, totally. Totally agree. Because... I heard a lot of wise men, when it all comes down to, right, the only two things that we can control in our life, whether you're an entrepreneur or for someone else or whatever you do for a living, is only time and focus. We can't control everything else, but we can control how we spend our time and where we put our focuses. And that's what makes it matter. And, you know, as an entrepreneur, what I see a common theme is that a lot of entrepreneurs, they are so busy and they've been sticking busy with productivity. And that's the biggest, I would say that's the biggest myth. And then, you know, and our society also want to, you know, put the spotlight on the entrepreneur that prays to work, you know, 100 hours a week. And, and I was like, wow, that's, that kind of crazy, you know? So I totally agree <laughs> with you. Time is something that, um, you know, it's, it's a scarcity, right? Mm-hmm. It's one of those things that it's not abundance. The minute that we live, the last minutes is gone. So if you look at time of scarcity, everything changed in front of you.
0: Yeah, definitely. And that's one of those things that took me a while to realize that between working, and going to school, raising three boys, and I trust me, it was definitely a drain on time and that was something that I never could get back and you know, you were talking about your degree which was computer engineering. And you couldn't find a job with that because Silicon Valley just crashed. So let's talk a little bit about that. How did you feel when you were going to like, holy crap, I got this degree and I can't go anywhere with it?
1: It was, oh my goodness. It was, it feel angry, frustrating, almost a little bit betrayal. Why all those feelings? And also feel hopeless, just powerless, just bottom of my life is because, you know, we, for a lot of us, we thought school is the natural route to succeed. You know, we pay the money, we pay the time and spend the effort and the energy, to go for the education. And then when it's finished, like, Oh yeah, I'm going to get a job. You know, I did all the things I was supposed to do. I was told to do. And all of a sudden, they say, yeah, the market is not really good for a new graduate. So I guess just kind of wander around and come back when the market is ready. So at that point I was, I was lost. And quite frankly, you know, I actually had to go back to work as a restaurant, just as a waiter, because it's the only thing I knew how to do because I support myself for the years. So I had to be in the restaurant business for a while, just as a waiter and 12 hours a day, six days a week and just grinding and just trying to figure things out. It was, it was, it was tough time.
0: Yeah. So what was the first business that you had started as an entrepreneur when you finally realized, you know what, forget this, I'm going to do this. So what changed that mindset?
1: Right. So um, a little bit before that, so right between graduation and, and nothing worked, no one hired me to uh, working back at the restaurant, uh, a buddy of mine start, uh, and I started a, a business that we designed Restaurant system like POS system for restaurants, and it was going quite well. And we saw multiple locations, and you know, money coming in was it was like, oh my god, just get this rush. And then the partnership failed. That's when I feel like, oh my, oh my god, my business failed. Um, uh, my degree didn't get me a job, and what can I do? So that was my very first taste of of business. And then right after that. And, um, my wife, my back then girlfriend, Leslie, now my wife, we've been together for since 1999. So don't let the look fool you. Okay. It's the soy sauce. Okay.
0: What's oh, that what it is?
1: <laughs> oh, I tell you, it's a soy sauce and the rice. But anyway, so, so my, my, my wife told me, Hey, you should try to sell things on the internet. This is back in 2003. Selling things on internet is a hobby. Okay. Yeah. It's. You tell people you sell things, on things, th- sell things on the internet. They ask you, are you selling, you know, like your garage sale on eBay? Is it what it is? I'm like, oh, it's not. So one thing led to another. I, I get into um, digital marketing, and that was my first successful business that made money and sounded to be truly like a full-time entrepreneur. That's how I all started.
0: That is awesome. So you learned a thing or two being an entrepreneur and with learning that and learning the systems let's talk about the three steps for making the more impact and more money with less time let's start diving into that so what is your first step for your clients that you usually take them through
1: yeah i love that and before i start sharing the step right i want to just share a little bit backstory on how is all this came about is that okay
0: yes that's fine all right Go
1: for it. all right i'm trying to keep it short so, after after I had my first taste of you know my success with my my online business, then I remember waking up one day and thinking about oh my god thank God I'm not my father because he was an alcoholic. I mean not alcoholic. I'm sorry, workaholic. He wasn't an alcoholic, okay. Dad. I'm sorry, <laughs> he was a workaholic, and it's just not me because I thought this whole thing want to be have time freedom, right? So I remember after a long day at work, and, and I was finally finished and rushed down downstairs and have dinner with my wife. And I don't even know how much time I spent with her eating dinner because I just shovel food in my mouth, right? And then right after that, maybe five, 10 minutes later, I go back to my room to finish what I do. And then as soon as I go back to my room, because I have this huge whiteboard with all this to-do list, right? I was working on it and working on it. And all of a sudden, my wife slammed the door open and she looked at me. Mad but kind of calm, like you know, like a big storm coming, but with the calm. She just asked me, "Are you coming to bed?" I was like, "No, look at this list. I'm not even finished half. I got to get back to work." And she just turned around, looked sad, and just walked away. And I thought about chasing after her, but I was just so busy. So I, I I was like, "Okay, whatever." I start working. Start working. And I was working as I was working on the list. I found myself, you know, checking things off. But then I find out, and now I end up putting twice as much things back on it. So, oh my God, this is crazy! I just keep working on it, keep working on it, and the list just keeps going and going. I wonder when is this gonna end? Am I ever gonna be ahead? And all of a sudden, they hit me. Well, I was like, "Wow, I'm like my father. I'm married to this amazing woman, but I'm not marrying to her. I'm marrying to my business, just like my father." So. I am my father. So at that time to- at that time, I, I, I it's a wake-up call for me. So I decided to f- try to figure out like, okay, is it is this such thing as work balanced life, right? And then you, you bet I spend the next two years and try to learn everything, everything from mindset to productivity and time management. And just try to figure it out. And every time when I feel like I get this, and I feel and I at the end, it's like, oh, nope, that's not it. I'm still working crazy hours. And after two years of all this, like, nope, yes, nope, yes. Guess what? I finally figured it out. And that's when I, when I start working um, 25 hours a week for the past decade and have some of my success in business. And then reverse engineer it. I figured it out. And I have a system now, which I'm about to share with you. The system I call it is an app system. So unlike any other app, like APP app system, unlike any other app that you download to your phone, this particular app you download to your brain. And once it's downloaded, it will serve you for the rest of your life. An app actually stands for attitude, productivity, and people. And today what I'd like to do is give you some quick win. So I'm gonna focus on the topic within productivity. And, productivity, and the productivity method that I have is have three steps. And I call it SPF. So when you think about SPF, it's about sunscreen protecting your skin, right? So when we're done today, I want you to think about SPF is to protect your time. It's about schedule, prioritization, and focus. And let's jump right into the first thing, intentional scheduling. So, intentional, intentional scheduling is actually quite interesting. And I met Susan, one of the nicest person um, at my workshop. She signed up for my workshop after she listened to uh, one of the interviews that I was in. And she, she's just the nicest person. And she has a family. And she, she spent time with, you know, she spent her time with everybody else. She's so generous with her time. And she never had time for herself. And she asked me, why is it so important for scheduling? I told her, I said, Susan, what good does that do that you're motivated to have a business and you have all these courses you take, you have the skill and the motivation, but you have no time to execute those things. You got to have time for yourself. So I told her this, when it comes time to scheduling, everyone is telling you scheduling is about fitting things in, like jam it into your schedule, right? You have new things, just jam it in. I'm saying that scheduling is about taking things out so you can make rooms for the things that matter. Now, one of the biggest and easiest thing you can do for your schedule right now, we all have schedule. Schedule doesn't stop. Whether your schedule is kind of flow with whatever people put on your schedule or or you intentionally take control of that, you can use something called time blocking. Time blocking is a very simple methodology. What that does is, let's say you get up 7 o'clock and you go to bed at 9 o'clock at night. In between, you do whatever you want. Now, if it's something important that you want to achieve, whether it's fitness or if you're an entrepreneur, you want to start a new business, or if you already have a business, you want to add a new, new niche, new product, those the, the important things you want to do. Find a time block that... Every day or every other day, in a consistent basis, that make sure that that important activities you do it at that time block, and everything else come around it. So make sure that happen. So that's the first tip: having time block in your schedule for the important things, and they will start. You will start. You see yourself making progress because you need to put in the time for what is important to you. Not just be generous on your time with the others. It's not a bad thing. You just, you have, to have the balance. So time block can help you to achieve that. The second tips for scheduling is anything you track is going to grow. Just say our finances, right? A lot of us um, have credit card. Well, obviously you have to track how you spend your credit card. Otherwise you limit, they penalize you. So when it comes to time, if you want to have more time to do the things that's important to you, to make an impact in your business, in your life, you need to track your time. My, my suggestion is look at in the next seven days. Look at how you spend your time. If you really want to improve your time spent, track every 30 minutes and only make sure write down the activities that you have done, not that you think you're about to do. Because we might be thinking that, oh, I'm going to work on this new business for three hours. And it turns out after the first two minutes, you start Google serving. You start checking friends on Facebook and social media. So only record the activity. Be honest to yourself. This is for yourself only. Check how you spend time for the next seven days at 30 minutes interval, and I guarantee you, you will find time to do the things that's important to you. So that's the first tip about scheduling.
0: That is, you hit the nail on the head with about tracking your time. Um, That is something that I am implementing because I know I social media surf, I Admit to it in a heartbeat because Facebook will pull you in. I tell people this is our new addictive behavior is social media. And it's learning how to cut that out and put that social media time in a time block, really, that you were just talking about. And say, okay, I'm going to give myself 30 minutes. After I do my morning routine, I'll look at it. Then, after that, I'm not looking at my social media until around lunchtime. And then, after that, I won't look at it until after dinner time. So, when you do those things like that, you do increase productivity. And for those that are going to ask, well, what about everyday posting and all of that? So, there is a tool out there for those of you that don't know what it is it's actually a brand new social media posting tool and it's called hello wolfie and you can post on multiple social media sites right now they're only charging 49 a year which is a killer deal wow. because i had buffer buffer was 144 dollars a year nice. and i was actually only able to post on three social media sites. Now I'm able to post on multiple different ones. So when you're talking about time blocks, consider that when you're doing your social media campaigns, that you put that in a time block so that you're not wasting time social media surfing. So that was a really good nugget right there.
1: Great tips on that. Have a time for social media. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I have for myself because <laughs> I love it, right? For personal and professional, is it's, it's part of our life. So when you schedule a time just for that, so you know during the day, okay, I'll get to it. I get to it, it's not forgotten. So that really good tips. Thanks, yes. Don.
0: Awesome. So what is your third one?
1: All right, second one, actually.
0: Oh, second one.
1: Yeah, well, I love the third one as well. <laughs> so second one is what I call the prioritize to impact. So now that you have to schedule your time block set out, right, what are you gonna do exactly in that time block, right? So what I call prioritization is actually, um, I have all this acronym. I love it. It's three W. It's w w What it stands for is who, what, and when. Now, before I get to it, I want to talk about why is it so important. At the very beginning of the show, we talk about busy versus being productive. And Ross and one of my students from the workshop asked me the same question. She's like, I'm busy all day. She loves to work. I, I mean, I mean, I, I I commend her. Like a lot of people love to work. I get it. They love what they're doing. They just don't want to stop. And she's very busy. Then I ask her, Are you are you busy or are you being productive? And she's like, okay, what's the difference? So here's the difference. Busy is about getting things done. Versus productive, productive is about getting the right things done. That's very different. Mm-hmm. And how do you make sure you get the right things done? Every time when you're not prioritized to make impact, you're actually wasting time, leaving money on the table, and more importantly, you're not achieving your mission. So this is how it works. Remember remember the WWW. The first step to prioritization is to align and figure out who you are. What is your value? What is your identity? It's because when your time span is not aligned with your value and your identity, you're going to have burnout, regrets, and you're going to live a mediocre life. It's just facts, right? So first step before you do anything else when it comes to prioritization is to really dig deep and figure out who are you, what you want to be known for, your value, your identity. And once you have that, the next step is figure out what, is important. Now, I know people ask and people say, everything on my list is important. Otherwise, I wouldn't put it on it. You know what? I agree. And let's just see if we can be a little bit more picky here for time's sake. The, the fastest way to figure out what really is important is to ask yourself this question. If I say no to this, what could possibly happen to my business? Like literally, what could possibly happen? For example, I'm building a website. If I don't have an email system in place, what could possibly happen? Well, you can you can manually email thousands and thousands of customers. Well, that's what happened. Well, obviously, you don't want to do that. Then you want to have an email system. Let's try another one. What could possibly happen if I don't, Let's say you're an entrepreneur. You want to share your knowledge to the world, right? What could possibly happen if I don't learn everything there is to know about Facebook marketing? Well, you could say my business will fail, but my next question for you is, is it, one you be, is it what you want to be known for, a Facebook expert, or you want to be known for, say, a life coach, right? Or time coach. If time coach or life coach is what you want to be known for, maybe you can hire outsource your Facebook marketing. So you can say no to that, because in this sense, right, if a coach cannot do what a coach do, there's no business. So by asking the question, what could possibly happen if I say no to this thing, would really help you slim down the list. Now, once you have this, this once you have your identity and then you figure out the important test that is not only aligned with your identity and also is, that is important, very, very important to your business, the last thing to do is figure out when does it become important. So, for this instance, let's say you're launching a knowledge business, right? And you can draw a timeline. Picture there's a timeline. You can draw two distinguished steps. One is pre-marketing, right? Anything you can do before you start marketing your service. One is post transaction, which means after the customer pays you. So. Now, let's say if you say, Joe, I don't even know what I want to offer. I'm gonna jump right in to learn about marketing. I'm gonna ask you, sure, marketing is extremely important, but what are you selling? Then there you go. You should first figure it out on your timeline what you want to sell, right? So that's why when you draw a timeline, figure out when is that thing become important, then you know now instead of a to-do list, now you have something what I call a success list, which is a two dimension list that based on timeline, in hierarchy order, so before you launch a business, you have this thing to do. After you launch a business, you have this thing to do. After the customer pay you, you have this thing to do. Now it becomes a success list with action steps. So that's the tip for if you want to figure out when, what to spend time on, and that's how you figure it out.
0: I love that timeline tip. That is a really good tip and it breaks it down into simple steps so that you're not completely and utterly overwhelmed. So I love that tip on that.
1: Thank you. So shall we go to number three? (laughs) Oh, yes. All right, number three. I love number three. I I like one and two, but number three kind of seal the deal, right? Close it up. So now that you have a time block set up, now you know what's important to put in there. What about focus? I'm talking about laser focus. Now, I met Julie. at one of the workshop, and um, she is she, she's a mom, and um, she has a beautiful family. And she asked me this, Joe, I'm always getting distracted. I love my family, but I'm always distracted. I'm always being interrupted, especially when I'm in Covert, right? Be honest. A lot of us entrepreneurs are working at home. So what do we do? And I told her this, Julia, one of the most important thing right now is to figure out how to get laser focus. And why is it so important to able to laser focus? It's because laser focus is about accomplishing what you set aside time to do. So right, you, you, you fight everybody's schedule, you finally craft out this time block for yourself, and you have this one activities that is gonna move the needle for your business. How do you make sure that when you go to the time block, you get it done? It's about laser focus. And let me share these tips with you. When it comes to focus, a lot of entrepreneurs are thinking it wrong. The other thing, everyone is thinking the key to focus is just thinking about one thing, which is the task you're about to do. Everybody actually should be thinking about the key to focus is about eliminating All other distractions. So think about it. I know what I want to do when I come into this particular time block because I just know, right? I I figured out what is important. But while you work on it, you have this, you have this, you have this, you have this, you get distracted. So I have divided to two things. One is called internal distraction. One is called the external distraction. So for today, I want to focus our time on the external distraction. Let's jump right into it. There are five, I would say the most popular culprit for exer- external distraction. And there's five tips for you to jump right in and then you can apply it to your life right away. So your next work block section will be laser focused. You're getting some faster and more effective. The first thing is to communicate with those that around you. And again, we're covered right now. Most of us have family or someone that we live with. What you really need to do is to tell them that, hey, I love you, I'm about to work, I'm gonna close my door, it's gonna be two hours. When I'm done, I'ma come out. I have kids right. So I come out play with you, and for your spouse, I'm gonna come out, hang out with you, I'm gonna come out do dishes, I'm gonna come out do cook dinner, whatever that is. Just communicate clearly when you're gonna work and what they can expect after you come out. So they know, okay, they're coming out. So that's first tips. Second tips is what I call to create a Starbucks effect. So before covert. A lot of us, right, we love to go to Starbucks or Panera, your favorite, get one item, sit all day, get that kind of environment, right? But when you think about why do we like those environments so much? I call it the Starbucks effect. It's because every time you go there, you can pretty much expect to find a clean work area. It's 100% nothing on it. So what do you do? You bring your beautiful laptop, you bring your awesome notebook, you sit down and start working. And when you're done, what do you do? You pack up and you leave. And the next time when you wanna work again, you go back. It's expectation of a clean area. So I call it the Starbucks effect. So how do you replicate at home? Really simple. Either have a separate workstation or or just literally work at a kitchen or or somewhere else that is not your normal crowded station. Now, I am an efficient junkie. I love to organize things, right? If you're not like organizing, it is okay. Just shuffle everything literally to the floor. Have your workstation completely clean. And what about the cleaning later? When you work, you want to have the station clean. And every time when you finish working, just like Starbucks, remove your stuff. So that workstation is for work only, all right? Nothing else on it. So that's the Starbucks effect. The third tip is to turn off all notification. That's kind of obvious, right? But Mm -hmm. remember, notification is including phone, laptop, email, everything, right? And if you can stomach that, I will even leave your phone in a different room because outside our mind, foolproof yourself. The fourth tip is to remove clutter. Your mind wants to stay clear and organized. So remove all the clutter in front of you, including your desktop. So whether you use your Mac user or Windows user, the easiest way to remove all your thing on desktop is to start a folder and put everything in there. Just have one folder on the desktop. You don't have to clean it up. Just put everything in the folder and it's okay. After your work, it's still there. And when you work on the laptop, a lot of us do, make sure you only have the window open for your work. Right? So make sure remove all clutter physically and virtually. Now, last tips for this section would be affirm your goal. This is one of my favorite. What I mean by that, a lot of us have heard um, this morning ritual that you want to say your goal out loud and to affirm yourself. It works, right? It works. So why not do it work block section? I usually have like a post-it note. I just literally write down one thing because post-it note is tiny, right? You can only write down one thing I'm about to do. So for this section, I literally write down for myself to serve. My goal today with the pocket is to serve. So I put it in front of my my, my desk and I say out loud before I jump in the section, I say to serve. So I will affirm my goal for this section and that's what I do. So in my mind, I mentally remember I only doing one thing. It's not about going to Facebook, it's not about this and that, is to serve in this instance. So those are the five tips.
0: Those are awesome, Joel. I you know what, I'm telling you what, people, if you are not writing this down, I don't know what else to tell you at least sit down and listen to it multiple times because there is a ton of nuggets in here. If you haven't noticed, I've been posting them. So you really need to jump on this because the information that he's giving a lot of coaches charge a lot of money for, and I'm not even kidding. Am I right, Joe?
1: (laughs) Yes. Yeah, definitely. definitely. I am
0: not even kidding about that. So as we start diving into it, when you started talking about turning off notifications, I literally started laughing because I did that on my tablet because I keep my tablet on my bedside. So my tablet, I use that to read before I go to bed. I turn off notifications because if I don't do that, it would just drive me batty. But I did not even Think about doing that during the day while I'm working on my stuff. So thank you for saying that because now I am going to implement that today. (laughs) I am going to use that tip today because it's needed. And turning off the notifications is a huge distraction. What do you think about emails? Because that's another distraction that a lot of people really get mired into and for me i will wait especially when i go to work so i still work for a retail company so i wait until i'm at work a good 20 to 30 minutes before i even check my email because email is a distraction
1: yes definitely i'm glad you asked this question now i'm a bit controversial, right? Controversy. So I'm just going to say out loud email. I heard someone really, really smart said once to me, I'm like, wow, that makes sense. He told me email is nothing but someone else to do list. I was yeah. like, huh. Brilliant. So ever since I heard that I want to give that person credit, but I forgot I did not come up with this. He's brilliant. I'm just using it. So literally email, if you, under- if you agree that email is someone else to do list then why would you jump on in right away in your most productive, energetic time? So the way I treat email is this. I check, I have, I have a little time block to check email three times a day. Um, and what I would do is people that work with me for a while that know I only check email at a certain time of the day. If I don't get back to you, I have autoresponder sometimes, uh, depending on the email address. And um, I have auto responder saying that if I'm not answering email, it's because it's not time for me to respond. I will respond at a certain time. Just go back to communication, right? I'm Not ignoring you. I'm get back. I'm just being productive, and I'll get back to you at four o'clock, five o'clock, whatever that you know the time thing is. So that's what that's how I treat email.
0: That is that's a really good tip because I think that that goes along with those time wasters, and that's something that needs to go in that time block. So, Joe, is there any one last nugget that you want to give? that I always ask right before the end of the podcast.
1: Yes, yes. I'm glad you asked. And I, I wish I, I, I knew this sooner, right? But it's never too late. As an entrepreneur, there's, there's a lot of things we can do. There's a lot of things we can learn. And I love learning, right? I listen to books and you know courses and training and all that. One thing I found that a lot of people that are afraid of that I was afraid for a long time, is to work with someone that have done it, like whether it's a coach or mentor. Yeah. When I start working with a coach, things just fly. It's because not only they hold you accountable, when you, when, you, when you work with a coach, especially someone that's been there, done that, like literally been to you, she's not just kind of the kind of talk about failure, right? Like ask questions. Work with a coach that really been to where you are, and is living, or, or, or have already gone where you want to be, you save so much time, right? You're still going to have to do those things, do those hard work. But just knowing which door to not, and which, which pipe to tap, which screw to screw, right? You have saved so much time. So seriously, invest in working with a professional coach or a mentor, however you want to call yeah. them, and you save yourself so much time.
0: Yes. And that's one really good last nugget. And before we sign off, you had an offer to give to our viewers. So what was that offer?
1: Yes. And this is an offer, um, it's a free assessment tool. I've been using it with tons of small business owner and entrepreneur. What this free assessments tool is too, gonna to do something extremely simple and powerful for you. Where it's gonna help you at a glance, it takes you five minutes to fill it out. It's going to help you at a glance to see where you spend your time in your business in what percentage, just literally take less than five minutes to fill it out. Once you see where you spend your time, you know exactly why your business is not launching or why your business is not bringing the money or impact that you de- you, you, you desire or why, or on a good side, maybe you see why is it working so you can do more. So just at a glance, you can see from this assessment too. And if you're interested in highly recommended it to check it out, you can download it at focus.thereojoelow.com. It's focus.thereojoelow.com.
0: Okay. And I'm getting that up for people so that they can download that.
1: Awesome. And
0: it is definitely everyone. I would take advantage of it. When you have free assessments like that, it definitely gives you eye opening where you're literally wasting your time at, especially when you're trying to grow a business. I know I have quite a few in my audience that are network marketers that are moms with young children. They are growing their business and some of them just recently had a fourth child. So they're trying to juggle all of that. So, ladies, I get on it, look it up, five minutes of your time, and I think you're going to see where that is actually going to come in handy. So, Joe Lau, I appreciate you coming on because you are one of the rock stars of this podcast show. I don't mind saying that. I've had some really good guests, but you're definitely a rock star. Thank you. And I appreciate you coming on.
1: You're making me blush. <laughs> but thank you so much.
0: You are welcome. So, like I always love to sign off, everyone, you are unstoppable, whether you believe it or not. You are the beacon of hope. And everyone, keep going, keep going, keep going because one of these days you will break that brick wall and i look forward to seeing y'all on saturday and also i just recently launched 13 of the podcasts off of anchor so you can find it on anchor spotify breaker and a couple other places also on apple itunes so everyone have a good evening joe I have said awesome podcast everyone see you next session
1: thank you so much